الحمد للہ وقف وسلام علیہ اللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم بلاوبست اللہ الرزق لعباد ہی لبغوف الارض ولاکن ینزل بقدر ما یشاء انہ بعباد ہی خبیر بصیر سبحان ربک رب العزت اما یصفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمد للہ رب العالمین اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آلی سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آلی سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم اللہ سبحانہ تعالی has put us on this earth Primarily, so that we can learn and discover and worship and obey and love Him. However, Allah Subhanahu could have chosen to put us on earth in such a way that the only thing we do is worship Him and obey Him. But Allah Subhanahu already had a type of creation for that. Those are called the angels. So instead, Allah subhanahu wa decided that this human creation would learn about Him, love Him, worship Him, obey Him, remember Him, but they would have to do so along with living in and earning this dunya. And this balance between deen and dunya is something that the whole ummah is confused about. <laughs> they don't understand how to balance deen and dunya. And sometimes many people, in the name of balancing deen and dunya, they actually do a lot of imbalance. Sometimes they taunt people and say, you have to balance your dunya and your deen. So what we're going to do tonight, inshallah ta'ala, is look at the Islamic teachings about risk. But actually our relationship with dunya is what we call kasb halal earning risky halal tayyib that our first and foremost interaction with the dunya and perhaps for some of us our only and last interaction with the dunya is to earn a pure and lawful living and that is part of the deen of Islam so the question arises then that can you earn a pure and lawful living And can you remain firm and steadfast on your deen? How can you join these two things? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first ayah in the Qur'an al-Kareem, which is what we recite in the beginning, Surah al-Shura, uh, Surah number 42, verse number 27. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Qur'an, وَلَا بَسَتُ اللَّهُ رِزْكًا لِعِبَادِهِ That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had expanded, had made manifest, had sent down a lot of risk, On his ibad. Now ibad, this is not nas, this is not insan, this is not even Allah dina amanu, this is another category in Quran. Ibadihi, the ibad of Allah, those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the worshipful servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people of ibadah. Allah ta'ala saying in Quran about people of ibadah, that if he had sent down a lot of wrist on them, a lot of sustenance and wealth on them, لَبَغَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ 
that they would have created Baghawa in this earth, they would have spread fitna and fasad, sedition and discord on this earth, they would have spread Baghawa, they would have rebelled against Allah spot on earth. So it means then the philosophy that we're getting from the Qur'an al-Kareem is that too much wealth can sometimes spoil a person. And you will find that in the olden days, whether in the Muslim world or in the West, there was a notion that we shouldn't spoil our children. And one thing they felt is if we give our children too much money, they will be spoiled. And even in rich families, there was a view that if we give our children unlimited money, we give them everything they want, they will be spoiled. We'll be gajanga. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually in the azali, abadi, pre-eternal, eternal truth called the Qur'an, is saying the same thing. That Allah ta'ala's ibad, the worshipful servants of Allah, if they get too much risk, there is a danger that they may be spoiled. And you find it's very unfortunate that in this segment of society, which is the English-educated elites of Pakistan, a lot of the parents just spoil their kids only because they don't know how to be a parent. They don't know how to do tarbiyah of their kids. So what is being a parent to them? Throwing money at their kid. You would find many students in our university they would say that my parents give me everything. They've given me a car. They give me whatever cell phone I want. They give me whatever laptop I want. They give me however much money I want. Then I say, okay, what else do your parents give you? Do they spend any time with you? They'll say, no. <laughs> Have they ever told you about Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? They'll say, no. Have they ever told you about any of the Anbiyan Mursaleen? They say, no. Have they told you this word, taqwa, ikhlas, sidq, and what that means and how to get it? They'll say, no. So my relationship with my parents is basically purely financial. Whatever I want, forget whatever I need. Whatever I need, to hasten. Whatever I need and whatever I want, they will give it to me. That's my relationship with my parents. And my parents think that that is, become, that is being a good parent. So the day that the parents of this ummah stopped doing tarbiyah of the children of this ummah, they stopped raising, training, giving moral, spiritual education to their children, this is exactly what happened. Baghawa. Those children grew up then to become distant from Allah, neglectful of Allah, sometimes disobedient of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, distant from Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa neglectful of the sunnah, disobedient and disloyal to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this in Quran about his own ibad. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in the ayah, وَلَكِنْ يُنَزِّلُ بِكَدْرٍ مَا يَشَاءُ so instead, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? He gives risk to his ibad biqadarin in a certain, in a particular amount, a restricted amount. Ma yasha, however he wants. Innahu bi ibadihi khabirum basir. That indeed he is with his worshipful servants, all knowing and all aware. So what this means is that that mu'min insane mu'min abid that believing worshipping in human who worships Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him as much risk that won't spoil him if he makes himself stronger in yakin and iman and taqwa then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase that qadr 
will keep giving him more and more as long as that person is more and more firm on their iman. So it's amazing that that being who was al-razaq, who could give us limitless risk, has concern for our deen, and therefore says, because that in Yasha, he will give us limited risk, and we, his ibad, have no concern for our deen, and we want unlimited risk, <laughs> and we make unlimited effort for unlimited risk, even if it comes at the expense of our deen. Some people are even willing to earn haram wealth. Many people are already willing to earn mashkuk or mushtabeh or doubtful wealth. Very few can say that their risk is halal and tayyib, that it is lawful and pure, tayyib, pure, noble, wholesome, wholesome. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was trying to save us from materialism. This is what he's saying in Quran. And in New York English, we used to call this world a rat race. <laughs> Even Americans understand that that person who is materialistic is like a rat. If you see in the New York City subway, a rat is the most ugly, despicable <laughs> animal. <laughs> and they say this world is a rat race. Allahu Akbar Even they understood what materialism is. But we, in the Muslim Ummah, we glorify the pursue, uh, pursuit of material wealth. We want more and more and more dunya. <coughs> so actually in the Quran, Allah SWT is saying, have limited aspirations in this world. This world is a necessity. This world is part of your existence. But this world in acquiring its wealth is not the be-all and end-all of your life. Now, second thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken by declaring himself as Ar-Razzaq and in some more eyes of the Quran that we will be looking at, he has taken it upon himself to give risk to all of creation. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, وَمَا مِن دَابَةٍ الْأَرْضِ That there is no creature that walks the face of this earth إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا That except that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has taken it incumbent upon himself to give risk to that creature. Every single creature on earth will have their sustenance living needs fulfilled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if, as we are going to see tonight, they can learn to balance and join deen and dunya. If they can learn to balance and join deen and dunya, then they have this Quranic guarantee by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He will provide for their risk. Now, we have a big problem in Pakistan. And that is that people in Pakistan, if their risk goes down a little bit. Just down. Not that they become bankrupt and they're on the street and they're homeless. It goes down a little bit. Some people in this country immediately start thinking that somebody has done some magic on me. Jinn, Jadu, Hasad, Nazar. Amal. These five things are the first places they look. The very first place they go to for thinking, why is it that they're not getting risk? Or why aren't they getting more risk? Or why has the risk gone down? When Allah SWT said in Quran that He is Al-Razaq, do you think any magician can stop Allah SWT from sending risk on us? When Allah SWT said in Quran that He has taken it upon Himself 
to send risk on every single creature that walks the faith of this earth, do you think anybody's nazar and hasab can stop Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from sending risk on us if we are properly following our deen? No. Impossible. Absolutely impossible that any human being can take away our risk when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to send risk upon us. So there are two extremes basically that we see in this world. Both extremes, we don't really see the second extreme, but there are potentially two extremes that human beings could have taken, and Allah subhanahu has prohibited both. One is deen only, and one is dunya only. Dunya only, that is called materialism or hedonism. That a person spends all of their effort on their education, career, job, earning, promotion, title, status, and they view all izzat to line that, and you will see in this world, people view one another and they view themselves as having izzat based on their money. If a person lives in Defense or Cavalry or Goldberg, he has izzat. If a person lives in Samnabad, he doesn't have izzat. Nor do others treat him like that, nor does he view himself like that. People have come to view wealth, money, the type of car they drive, the type of watch they wear the type of shoes they put on their feet that walk on the ground as there isn't. <laughs> Allah Akbar. That is a type of materialism. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, Inna akramakum indallahi atkakum. That indeed the most honored of you in Allah subhanahu wa eyes, the ones who have most izzat, according to Allah subhanahu wa are the ones who have the most taqwa. How many people today think there is that lies in their taqwa? person doesn't think like that. They look in the mirror, they think there is that lies in their appearance, in the way they're well-kept and well-groomed and well-presented and well-spoken and well-educated and well, well, well this, right? They don't think about their taqwa. They don't think that they have good taqwa. They're not trying to do that. And if they have low taqwa, they don't feel zillat. They don't feel that. You know, I'll give you an example how people here are more materialistic. I'm thinking we have some friends of ours from New York, new friends. In America, a lot of, I don't know if this was their experience, but a lot of the upper middle class Pakistanis and upper middle class American families make their kids work summer jobs in high school. These are kids I knew who went to Dalton, who went to elite private schools. Their families would make them, what would they do in the summer? They would be waiters and waitresses in the summer. They would serve ice cream at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I'm thinking of so many different friends of ours, or classmates of ours in high school. Why? Because they were training their children, giving them terbiyah, that you have to earn with your own hands, that there is izzat in earning with your own hand. And in this society, you would rather die. <laughs> If I told the lum students that you're going to spend this summer, you're going to work at Subway. Hmm? Or you're going to scoop ice cream at Yummies. Or you're going to become a Behra for a summer. Hmm? You're going to be a waiter at PC. Maze. <laughs> you would die before that happened. <laughs> you would throw a revolution in front of your parents before you were to do that. In America, very well-off people used to make their kids do summer jobs in high school and in college. Because they don't have, they don't have such a materialistic view of Izzat as you do. 
آپ کے تو بڑے ناز نخرے ہیں ناز نخرے That's why you're called mummy, daddy, and burger, and I don't know what all terms you have for yourselves. Very nice, not correct. No tarbiyah, no training. No tarbiyah at all. Strange. Strange society that you live in. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, once a person came to meet him, and he shook his hand. And his hand was a bit rough because he used to work with his hands. So when Nabi Kareem Sallallahu shook his hand and he said to all of the Sahaba, Al-Kasibu Habibullah. That person who works with his hands is the beloved of Allah Subhanahu wa This is izzat. Yani muzdur ki izzat humare deen mein milti hai. Muzdur ki zillat aapke muashrat mein milti Nabi Kareem Sallallahu gave honor to a person who worked. So it's not like there's no concept of earning dunya in our deen, but it has to be matched with and combined with the deen. So that is one extreme, dunya only. Second extreme would be deen only. That I'm just going to do ibadat, and I'm just going to study ilm, and I'm just going to do zikr, and I'm not going to work at all. I'm not going to earn at all. No. Our deen doesn't like this either. doesn't like this either. That's why in another hadith the Prophet said, La Rahbaniyat fil Islam. That there is no monasticism in Islam. It's not like that. Allah Ta'ala has put us in this dunya. We have to find Allah Subhanahu through this dunya. It's a more difficult task. It's a more difficult task to go through college, university, workplace, business, factory, office, and still be with Allah. Yes, and Allah Ta'ala has created us for this more difficult task. We have been created for this more difficult task. We have to learn how to do this and how to balance these two things. Just to give you an example from our tradition of the Sawwuf, Shakiq Balkhi Rahimullah, one of the most famous awliyaullah of this ummah, he also wanted to earn rizq halal. So he felt, and this may sound very familiar to some people, he was finding a difficult time earning rizq halal in his town. So he thought that what I should do is I should move to another place because I've heard in that other place there is more, now to use our language, more employment opportunities and a more strong economy. So he made niyat. So he set out. He started walking to the next town. On the way, somewhere on the path, he saw something that made him change his mind. What did he see? He saw two birds, two sparrows. Chirya. And one sparrow didn't have wings. This is the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes even human beings are born with some absence of physical limbs. So this bird had been born without wings. <coughs> then he saw that there was another bird that was flying with wings and would bring back some grain, some seed, some dana in his beak and would put it inside of the beak of that sparrow without wings. And then it would go fly again and come back really close by with some other seed and put it again in the beak. So he looked at that, and these are the people who have wilayat. They look at everything as a means of connecting them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he thought to himself that if my Allah can provide risk for this handicapped sparrow, just like that, so my Allah will be able to surely provide risk for me in my hometown, where my family is, my parents are, I can do khidmat of them. So why don't I go back and have more trust in Allah? So he went back. So when he back, went back to his hometown, his sheikh, Ibrahim bin Adam, rahimahullah. <coughs> so sheikh asked him, Sheikh, do you want to go back to your 
Did the Barijil live out the Sanya? You came back very quickly? What happened to you? And he said, Sheikh, I saw this little incident with the two sparrows, and I thought that I should just come back home. So now this is why you will understand why people need Sheikh. So Sheikh told him that, O oh, Shakiq, you got the lesson, but you only got half the lesson. You shouldn't make niyat that you can become like the handicapped sparrow, that Allah Ta'ala can give you risk wherever you are. You should make niyat that you can be like the sparrow that flies, that not only will Allah Ta'ala give you enough risk for yourself, but Allah will give you so much risk that you can help and support others. That's the, that's the lesson that you were supposed to learn from this. Allah Akbar. So clearly you can see, look at the lesson being given in Tasawwuf. He's not being told, Shakeek Balkhi isn't being told to leave earning. He's being told to earn and make niyat that he gets so much that not only can he support himself, but he will be a means of khair, a sabab of support for other people who are not able, who are genuinely, like a handicapped, genuinely not able to support themselves. So this is the balance in our deen. So to earn a halal livelihood is what we call a fariza. Min al-faraid is a farz, is an obligation from amongst the obligations. But a person has to be very strong and very determined if they want to balance the deen and dunya. If the young men of today want to sleep all day hmm, and surf all night hmm, and get up every Sunday at 12 or 1 or 2, then they won't be able to balance. Impossible. They will lose something. Many of them are losing both. We've seen now in this society many young men losing both. <laughs> not doing qadr of their education, not studying properly, not working hard, and failing to do qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Quran al-Kareem, Nabiya al-Kareem, not being able to progress in their deen. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them to get both. One reason is that people are so busy filling up their stomachs. And we've spoken to you about this before sometimes, that you shouldn't be what in English we call gluttony, which means, I forgot what you call in Urdu, pet parast, I guess you could call it. <laughs> Something in petu, right? <laughs> petu or pet parast, right? And there are very strange things mentioned about this. Nabi Karim sallallahu said in a hadith that that stomach which is always full in this world is in danger of being empty in the Akhirah. And it was an ishara from the Prophet That stomach that always remains full in this world is in danger of sometimes being empty in the Akhirah. Allahu Akbar Kamira. It's a big signal from the Prophet A big teaching. That don't chase after fulfilling all, each and every one of your desires in this world. Otherwise you may not be able to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make it into the Akhirah. And in one of our books that we studied in this course called Takhassus Fil Fiqh Wal Ifta, it's called Fatawa Alamgiriya in Pakistan, Fatawa Hindia in the Arab world. Strange thing is written in that book. It says that the one who has the habit of filling their stomach, his nasiha will not be able to affect others. This was their own marfat, right? Whether that is a religious way, whether that is a parent trying to guide their child, whether that a husband trying to counsel his wife, whether that is a wife trying to counsel her husband, whether that is a brother or a sister trying to counsel their sibling, 
that person whose stomach is full, their nasiha will be less effective on the hearts of people. So in the olden days when the Muslims were not overly materialistic, their words had a more effect on others, had a stronger effect on other people. They were actually a community of nasiha. This is why Nabiya Kareem وسلم, said in the hadith, Ad-Deenun Nasiha. That the deen itself consists of nasiha, of the taking and receiving and adopting of good counsel and good advice, and the giving and taking of good counsel and advice, that itself is deen. Ad-Deenun Nasiha. Deen equals nasiha, and nasiha equals deen. So instead of thinking that our risk has gone down or we're finding difficulty having a job or we're not able to get a promotion or we don't have all of the wealth that we want due to some amal or jadu or jinn or nazar or hasad, we should think that maybe it's due to our neglect of the deen. Maybe it's due to our sins. Maybe it's due to our materialism. Maybe it's our due to pursuing haram sources of wealth. Maybe it's due to our pursuing mashkuk, mushtabis sources of wealth. What the early Muslims did is they realized that their efforts, what we call the ikhtiyar of asbab or their tadbir, their efforts was the bowl. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who pours risk in that bowl. So our job is to make the bowl. <laughs> our job is to make the bowl, to make efforts. But at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be the one. That's what he said in Quran. That he will send down the risk based on however much he wants. He is going to pour in that bowl. So, if we make that bowl, we make those efforts according to the wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he will send down according to however much he wants, if we make the bowl that Allah Ta'ala wants, then Allah Ta'ala will send a lot of risk. And if we make a bowl in a way that Allah Ta'ala doesn't want, then Allah Ta'ala may not send down upon us abundant risk. Now before we try to show you how to balance deen and dunya, two things I want to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you 18 things. 18 ways in which you can not just balance deen and dunya, 18 ways in which you can get the dunya through the deen. 18 ways in which you can get the dunya through the deen. But first is that we want to show you in Quran al-Kareem that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not always referred to wealth as something bad. Sometimes in Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called wealth khair. Khair means something that is good. Because it is a suburb of good, it is a suburb of our sustenance. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, وَإِنَّهُ لِهُمِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٍ That indeed their love for wealth is intense. So here Allah is saying it in a bad way, that you shouldn't have love for wealth. But He has called wealth khair. That wealth is something that is good in of itself. To have love for it is bad. So very important. Wealth in of itself is not bad. In fact, in the Quran, Allah SWT is calling it khair. But it's excessive love, love for wealth that is bad. 
In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used a very strong word for risk. And that is Qiyamah. Not the Yom Al-Qiyamah. doesn't mean that. Qiyamah means that by means of which something is Qaim. That which is the reason for the sustenance uh, of something. Right? Qiyamah means jis jis ke zariya se koi chiz qaim ho qaim. Allah Ta'ala has used this in Quran for two things. First, Allah Subhanahu has used this word Qiyamah for <coughs> Baytullah, for Ka'bah. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Ja'alallahu Ka'bah til bayt al-harama Qiyaman lil-nas. Allah Subhanahu has made the Baytullah, the Ka'bah, Qiyaman lil-nas. The whole reason humanity exists, subsists, persists on earth is because the Kaaba is on earth. Allahu Akbar. So it's a very strong thing. And then Allah Ta'ala used the same word Qiyamah that He used in Quran Al-Kareem for Baytullah. Because Baytullah is the sustenance of the spiritual side of humanity. Then Allah Ta'ala used the same word Qiyamah for wealth. Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala says in Quran وَلَا أَمْوَالَكُمُ الَّتِي جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ قِيَامًا That do not give the sufaha. You can think the weak-minded, the foolish, the undeserving. Your wealth, that wealth which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ قِيَامًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made for you a qiyam. So the Kaaba is the basis of our spiritual subsistence and risk is the basis of our physical subsistence. Therefore they've both been called qiyamah in the Qur'an al-Kareem. So that means that in our risk, risk itself is good. However, haram, just like halal risk, has been referred to by Allah Ta'ala as khair, and as qiyamah in Qur'an, haram risk has been extremely reprimanded by Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala in the Qur'an al And perhaps the most strongest words that Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala has used in the entire Qur'an for any sin is the words Allah Subhanahu wa has used for interest, for riba, for suit. First, Allah Subhanahu wa made it clear this is towards the end of Surah Baqarah. That know that Allah Subhanahu wa has made lawfully earned profit, which is earned on the basis of assumption of risk, halal. And Allah subhanahu wa has made and declared riba to be haram. Finished. Any and all and every single type of interest, single or compa- simple or compound, ancient or contemporary, banking or commercial or consumer or whatever it is, Allah subhanahu has made it haram. Then in the Quran al-Kareem, Allah subhanahu a few ayahs later, Ended this long passage in Surah Baqarah about interest by saying, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunittakullah. That O oh, you who believe have taqwa. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He deserves to be feared. Leave those things that Allah ta'ala wishes you to leave out of fear for Him, out of love for Him. Wadaru ma baqiya min riba And leave every last drop of riba. That's what it means. Madaru ma baqiya min riba Leave every single last drop of riba 
in kuntum mu'mineen, that if you are believers, your very iman depends on this. That's what Osmata was saying. Leave every last drop of riba, your very iman, apka mu'min hona, is permabniyan. Your very iman is dependent on this. Then Allah subhanahu wa said immediately, وَإِن تُبْتُمْ فَلَكُمْ رَأُوسَ أَمْوَالِكُمْ That if you make toba from riba, then whatever is your principle, you will have that. لَا تُلْلِمُونَ وَلَا تُلْلَمُونَ That no zulm will be done, no injustice will be done to you, right? Uh, and neither will you have done any injustice if you make toba, and no injustice will be done unto you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, however, فَإِن لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا And if you don't do that, don't do what? If you don't leave every single last drop of riba, فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ That know and hear a declaration. فَأَذَنُوا It's the same word as adhan. Actually, what I'm saying is here an adhan. Here an azan of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger if you don't leave riba. Allahu Akbar Kamila. These days people think that the Muslims aren't strong enough to fight wars against the quote-unquote superpowers of this world. Which Muslim thinks that he can fight a war against the superpower Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Hmm? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger will declare war on you. Allahu Akbar Kamila. And many Muslims, because they're so into their material wealth and material gain, have not just fallen into any old type of doubtful wealth, or any type of haram wealth, they've fallen right into the pit of riba itself. They haven't left every last drop of riba, they're working as a cog in the machine that is spreading riba in the world. Allah, Allah, Something to think about. Something to think about. This is no way to balance deen in dunya. That which is haram in the dunya, that can never be balanced with the deen. This is why Allah subhanahu wa taught us in Quran to make dua, Rabbana atana fi dunya hasana. Hasana. Mutlaq dunya magna ki dua nisikai. Ask of Allah subhanahu wa that which is hasana. That which is beautiful, noble, virtuous of the dunya. That's the dunya where you can join with the deen. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ hasana. And the same word is used for the virtues and bounties and blessings of the akhirah. So this is the fitna of this day and age. That people have become so materialistic in our ummah that they're even willing to engage in unlawful means of earning. And on top of that, there's another thing that people do in the ummah. They don't pay their zakat. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> they earn riba and they don't pay zakat. This is like zulmun ala zulm. <laughs> as opposed to nurun ala nur. <laughs> they don't pay their zakat. And they don't realize that the barakah is only going to come in their wealth when they pay the zakat that is farad upon them to give. And they should view, you know many people they love to say that they came, If you haven't paid your zakat, If you haven't paid your zakat, Not even just that one person who you would have given it to. 
If you don't pay your zakat in the entire ummah, every single Muslim who is worthy or deserving of zakat, you are violating his and her right. As if you don't pay your zakat, you're probably violating millions of people's rights. Millions. Millions. Just by not paying your few thousands of rupees or tens of thousands of rupees in zakat. Allah. Can you imagine that person who feels that there's one person whose right I've left unfulfilled? If he had taqwa, he would be sleepless. How can you sleep when millions of people's rights you have left unfulfilled because you haven't paid your zakat? People today don't even know how to calculate their zakat. It's like not knowing how to pray. Not knowing how to calculate zakat is just like not knowing how to pray. Zakat is fard, salah is fard. They don't know how to calculate, they have no idea even how to calculate zakat. Allah Akbar. That shows that there is zero intention. Taking jisko namaz parna ni aata. Uska matlab hai, uska namaz parna ki itni bhi isi niyat nahi hai. Jisko apne zakat nikalna ni aata. Means usko zakat uda karna ki itni bhi niyat nahi don't know how to calculate zakat means you have no intention of paying zakat. Or at least you have a connection with somebody who can calculate your zakat for you. And these days they have tax hmm, tax consultants and tax lawyers and accountants and you know who are going to prepare and file your taxes for you. You have auditing firms who will do your audit for you. You have accounting firms who will do your accounts for you. You don't bother to have a ta'luk with an alim or mufti who can calculate your zakat for you. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Clearly the Muslims have gone too much into dunya. Too much into this world. All right. Here we have to speed up. Eighteen things from the Quran al-Kareem and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that will increase our risk. Eighteen. It's not the only things. Eighteen things mentioned in Deen of Islam how to increase your risk through Deen. So the problem this Ummah was making is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi have taught us how to increase our risk through deen. And instead, we are trying to increase our risk through dunya and sometimes even the haram of the dunya. So if we see these 18 things, you will find 18 ways to join deen and dunya. Allah says that deen and dunya can be saved. I can Deen and dunya can be saved. And you will see people say that deen is a part of the problem. Actually, it can be Dunya hai ye deen chizhe nahi lekar ha sakti isse jama nahi kar paate Parna deen or dunya sofi sad jama ho sakti But that is dunya through deen And if anybody feels they have less risk They should think we have less of these 18 things They don't have to go and think that my papo's brother did jadu on me No need to think like that you have to look at these 18 things. If you can stand up and say, have all of these 18 things, then okay, maybe number 19, I'll let you think that somebody did hasad or nazar on you. <laughs> Alright? Number one, salah. Number one, namaz. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran al-Kareem, وَأْمُرْ أَحْلَكَ بِالسَّلَاةِ That you should enjoin your ahl, 
your family, your employees, those who are in your sphere of influence, bis-salah, with praying salah, wastabir alayha, and that they should be regular and patient and persevere in offering them. La nas riska. Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you do this, if you are regular in salah, and you enjoin your family to be regular in salah, La nas riska. We will not ask of you to earn risk. Nahnu narzukuk. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Nahnu narzukuka. That we will send risk upon you. Allahu Akbar How much more explicit guarantee would you want from Allah? La nas riskan. That we will not ask risk from you. Earning a risk from you. Nahnu narzukuka. That we will send risk upon you. Wal aqibatu li taqwa. And that good end is always for the people of taqwa. Namaz ke zariya se risk milta hai. Don't get me wrong, this is not the niyat to pray namaz. It's not the niyat. But deen se dunya milta hai. Namaz se paisa milta hai. Mal paisa. Allah Ta'ala is talking about that risk here. Lest some of you think that no, no, you're rohani risk hai. No, actually Allah Ta'ala means mal paisa. Ab sab mal paisa ki piche padh rahe. Koi namaz ki piche nahi padhta. Or Allah Ta'ala Quran mein kehne aap maal pe, namaz ki piche par jau mein maal paise ke aap ki piche laga lunga that's ba mahawar urdu tarjama ba mahawar english tarjama you become regular in your salah Allah Ta'ala will send upon you monies monies Allah Akbar Allah Akbar kameena be regular in your salah Allah will regularly send you monies Ajeeb, Allah Akbar Kameena. Right there, number one, we're punctured. And here Allah Ta'ala said, enjoin upon your ahl. It means anybody who has the ability to pray, at least invite. Now, not everybody can you command, okay? Not everybody can you command, you can invite, gently invite. Sometimes, you know, when people build a home, it takes one or two years to build that home. They never ever ask a single mazdoor to pray. Kabhi kisi mazdoor ko ek dafa namaz parne ki daud ne dete. Why not? Fine, you can't command them. But you could ask them, you could give them a break. If you want to get barakah in your house, try to invite them. So how to invite them? Well, tell them this ayah. Actually, risk ki tang boy. They're generally, generally they're, if you tell them this, they don't know this. Many of you didn't even know this. You're quote-unquote educated people. Many of you never even knew this ayat. How come educated it? Can you call that person educated who doesn't even know what Allah Ta'ala said in Quran? I don't think so. <laughs> I think such a person is uneducated, illiterate. There's another type of illiteracy. One is Urdu reading and lighting illiteracy. That's like 70% of this country. One is Quranic illiteracy. That's 99% of this country. Hmm? Which illiteracy should we be more worried about? But that poor fellow, he may not be blamed. Uspacharto, he has to work 16 hours a day. He doesn't have time to learn the stuff. You should tell him. That in the whole one year, two years that your house was built, if you invited your mazdoors to pray, And maybe, 
ऐसे घर में बरकत होगा वो पीर साहब को बुलाने की जरूरत नहीं है ऐसे घर में दुआ करने के लिए ऐसे घर तो नूर होगा नूर ऐसे घर से हर ईट से बरकत टपक रहा है But you want that from your mustabe mall and neither did you invite any mazdoor to pray after all that pirsa bakar dua kar le aapke ghar mein aapko pata nahi hai ki barkat hai kya aur wo kaise milti you don't understand <laughs> to enjoy those who are we have the ability to enjoy upon them or to invite to remind to share to teach them this teaching that by becoming regular in salah allah subhanahu has promised in quran that he will send risk if nothing else many mazdoors are so tang wo to kisi bhi cheez ko lenge namaz padhenge namaz padhenge sir but we don't do we don't even share with them teachings of quran al karim and this wastabir by the way to have sabr means to pray properly to pray nicely to pray conscientiously to pray with the heart to pray with feeling to pray a salah from allah subhanahu from your heart to pray in namaz a salah of passion of love of yearning of craving not maribandh namaz padhna no ashikana namaz banana that type of salah allah subhanahu saying is that he will send a risk on that person so we can do it our families can do it our friends can do it we should tell all of those around us this teaching second way to get dunya through deen and quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in quran faqultu astaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara that you should make istighfar so first way was salah second is istighfar that you should seek the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why innahu kana ghaffara that indeed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is all forgiving, Ghafar. All you have to do is seek forgiveness for him and he showers his forgiveness on you. You have to whimper and ask one sentence of forgiveness to him and he will drown and send an ocean of his maghfirah on you. Innahu kana ghafar. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, Yursil samaa alaykum midrara. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send showers of rain upon you. وَيُمْ دِدْكُ بِأَمْوَالٍ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يُمْ دِدْ He will mm, expand and help and increase you in your wealth. وَبَنِينَ And He will send children and progeny on you. So the part that we were interested here was وَيُمْ دِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ English tarjama again. Seek the forgiveness of Allah for your sins, which you should have done anyway. You will find Him that He is Ghafar, Ghafar, He will forgive all your sins. And, وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ He will send upon you monies. Amwal, literally. Amwal is plural of mal. <laughs> he will help you and shower you with monies. Allah Akbar. <laughs> This is dunya through deen. This is dunya through deen. And people who do sin, don't make us take far from sin, they don't get this. They don't get it. So the first way was to be regular in salah and to invite others in salah. And the second way is to make us take far and see Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness for sins. In other words, these are things we should be doing anyway, right? 
And again, this is not the niyat to do. You don't do istighfar for this niyat and I want to get money. <laughs> this is adna niyat. Hai. <laughs> Sabse adna or kamtar niyate. Magrahe Quran mehe. Quran. Azim ashaan. Right? Third, to spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, Qul, inna rabbi yabsutu riska liman yasha'u min ibadihi. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expands the risk on his servants, whomsoever he wants. And he sets an amount for him. And whatever you spend in faq fi sabilullah, whatever you spend in charity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the reward for it. And it's been understood by the scholars of tafsir that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will even give you monetary reward for it. When you spend charity for the sake of Allah, be it zakat or sadqa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase his risk that he sends upon you. وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of providers of risk. He is the best source of money and the best source of risk. So we should spend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala said in another ayah of the Quran, وَمَا تُنْفِكُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ And that from which you spend min khair, again mal, which you spend from your money. فَلِأَنْفُسِكُمْ It will be for you. وَمَا تُنْفِكُونَ إِلَّا بْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ And when you spend for no other reason except for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا تُنْفِكُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يُوَفَّ إِلَيْكُمْ That it will be returned back to you in manifold multiple ways وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تُدْلَمُونَ And you will never ever be wronged in any way whatsoever. So we learn from Quran that spending Spending for the sake of Allah means Allah subhanahu wa will spend on us. That's what it means. When we spend for the sake of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa will spend on us. Allah subhanahu wa will increase us in our risk. And many times we don't realize that. That some of the risk Allah ta'ala gave us was actually for us to help others. Certainly zakat is farz, but many of the people in this room, in this building, have money where they could easily give sadaq also. And maybe Allah Ta'ala gave us so much, bust so much in our money, risk, so that we could support others. Allah Akbar, you know, recently we made an effort, we had met some people who were working with, still there are some flood victims who were not able to return to their homes, and we made an appeal for funds, and we were able to get, mashallah, hundred something thousand rupees. But I was amazed, right? I thought, you know, actually what happened was that there was a camp uh, and we had visited some camps earlier due to some other tragedy that took place early in this country and that same group is running some other camps and then they told me that one person died of the cold in that camp. Allahu Akbar. Um, now the camp organizers are obviously trying to do their best, right? But this is a big tragedy that a person died of cold. That is something that could have been prevented, Right? That is something that was preventable. This is a sin on all of us, myself included. That people are dying of cold. Allah Akbar, and we are alive. And we have blankets, and we have money. And we have the ability. 
I think we have the ability to prevent people from dying from cold. Itna tu ma pesimar pas hai. Right? People don't spend. People don't give for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't realize that what they were given may have been given to them to spend for the sake of Allah. They may not realize that they were supposed to be, they were given that risk because they were supposed to be that sparrow who helped those who didn't have the ability to help themselves. Nabi Karim Sassan, uh, no, of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. This is a call, staying of a sahaba. It's not a hadith. He used to say, Inna lillahi aqwaman. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has groups of people. Iqtasahum bi ni'mal manafil abad. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selected them to be of benefit for his worshippers. In other words, he has made them. What you call even in Urdu, you call them ahli khair. Right? Ahli khair. You were supposed to be the ahli khair. <laughs> Allah Akbar. Because Allah Ta'ala gave you khair, gave you wealth. But when we don't give that risk in sadaqah, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave us so much so that we could give it in sadaqah, then we lose the barakah. Sometimes you can understand this way, that that mailman who delivers the mail, he gets another sack of mail the next day. <laughs> hey, someday. Some of the risk we were given was given to us to actually deliver to other people. And if we don't make the delivery, then we're not going to keep getting the supply. This can be another reason why our risk goes down. People say, my business down ho gaya. Aapke business upar isi nahi gaya tha, kyunki aapne ahle khair banna tha. Aap nahi bane, to down ho gaya. Bas? <laughs> that simple. Why did you think that it was going up for you? You thought merely upar ja rahe tha, ke make rola ke bajai camry chalao. <laughs> that's what you thought. No, that's not why it went up. It was going up taki aap ko rolo chuk chalao aur logon ki madad karo. Aapne madad ne ki, wapas down ho gaya. Kisa khatam? Loh ko samaj nahi. Phir gumte pirte hai, koi aamil ko talash karo, ho koi jadu se mujh fhe utare. Taki bande, khuda ke khauf karo. Ajeeb. Puppo ke baai se badzan ho rahe. Usne bichare kuch nahi kiya. Usne te kuch kiya nahi. Aap nahi kiya hai. They don't understand. They don't understand. So what we are given, we should feel this way. That the risk Allah Ta'ala sends us. Huh, if, the, if we are only getting as much risk as for our needs, and that risk is for us. But if me and you, all of us, we have risk more than we need, so clearly, maybe given for us also, we can live at more comfortable level, but it's also being given for others. We're supposed to deliver it to others. We're supposed to make sure that nobody dies of cold in this winter in our country. That's why it's being given to us. We should feel like that. We should think like that. We should spend like that. And the best part of it, Allah Ta'ala says, you feel like that, you think like that, you spend like that. Allah Ta'ala will give you monies. Allah Akbar. <laughs> Deen and dunya, like this in Quran al kareem like this. Magar deen or dunya khulasa me pura bayan ko aapko darmiyani me badata. Deen or dunya jama karne ke liye aapko deen wala banna padega. Deen or dunya ko jama karne ke liye deen wala banna padega. Dunya wala dono ko jama nahi kar sakta. Namaz wala, istighfar wala, zakat wala, sadka wala, dard wala, dard wala. Ye dunya wala se nahi hota. You want to join deen and dunya, you have to be on deen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bestow us dunya. So the first thing was to be regular 
and offer well our salah and to join and invite others. Second was to make istighfar. Third was to spend, pay our zakat or sadaqah, spend for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran al-Kareem, وَمَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسْنَةِ مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسْنَةِ فَلَهُ أَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا That that person who brings a good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give him ten times that. This also applies to spending in the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In American cable shows, they have these ways to multiply your wealth. Huh? <laughs> Allah ta'ala is offering in the Quran ten a way to multiply your wealth by ten times. Ten times. By giving sadaqah, spending for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fourth way mentioned in our deen. This is still in Quran al-Kareem, then some will be from hadith. Fourth way in Quran al-Kareem. وَمَنْ يُحَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Hijrat lillah. That person who migrates for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَنْ كَثِيرًا That that person will find in this earth abundant sources, abundant, widespread, many locations and بَرَ تِخَانَيْ اُسْكُ مِلَنْگَ اور بَرَ رِسْكُ اُسْكُ مِلَنْگَ یہ آپ لوگ کو نہیں پتا you make hijrat for the sake of Allah سبحانه وتعالى مَزِ this is another way Allah سبحانه وتعالى is mentioned in our deen that he will send risk on a person number five number five is taqwa taqwa yeh deen in dunya Number five is taqwa, to adopt love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to love Him as He deserves to be loved, to fear Him as He deserves to be feared, to be aware of Him as He should be aware of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran al-Kareem, وَمَنْ يَتَّكِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلَّهُ مَخْرَجًا Number one, that that person who has taqwa for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will make for them an exit. Allah Ta'ala will take them out of their difficulties, their worries, their anxieties, their problems. Kabhi insaan pas jata hai, kata hai, mujh koi nikalna ka raasta samaj nahi aata. This ayah us maqam aata hai. Main yattakillaha yajallahu makhraja. That that person who has taqwa, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala will give them a way out of their deepest predicament. Wa yarzukhu and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send risk on that person. مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ From such ways where he would never imagine. Allah ta'ala unko risk pochayenge, unko vehm or guman se bhi nahi aasakta tha. Ab if you're going to amil, aap hisab lagane na. Aap is Quran ke ayat ke khilaaf jane. Aap to hisab lagane ke amil saab koi cheez karenge, phir risk aayega. And Allah Ta'ala chaane ke wo aapko kaise rishtay min haythu la yahtasib. Ke jaha aapko vehm or gaman hoi nahi sakta. How much more does Allah Subhanahu have to say? Crystal clear. Min haythu la wa yarzukhu min haythu la yahtasib. Allah Subhanahu will send you English tarjama. Allah Ta'ala will pour, will send you monies. So many monies will be pouring out of your ears. Min haythu la yahtasib. English ba mahavra tarjama. 
will send you monies that is pouring out of your ears. But what do you have to need for this taqwa? Taqwa. Deen wala ye kar sakta hai. Taqwa. Deen wala dunya deen ko is tarah jama kar sakta hai. Taqwa. Leave the sins that we do. Leave them. Stop doing them. You never realize that if the opposite is there. If you don't have taqwa, you're not going to get this risk from Allah. Then you're going to be running around trying to get risk from this world. That's why he's saying that he is khairul razikin. Try to get risk from him. Become a deen wala. If you become a dunya wala, you're going to get risk from the dunya. And sometimes they will cheat you. Sometimes they will fraud you. Sometimes they will deceive you. Sometimes they will betray you. False files, corruption, bribery, all of that. Why are you running after that? Kyu apne aapko zila karte? Udar se lo. Udar se lo. By working and earning, but adopting these steps in deen, then you will get your risk from Allah. So the fifth thing is taqwa. If a person adopts taqwa, Allah subhanahu I've never in my life seen a person who, baral taqwa is something that is in a person's heart, but I've never in my life seen a person who I felt was muttaqi, who was running around asking people for money. No way. I've never seen that in my life. I've seen Pakistani PhD students pumping gas in New Jersey. I've seen that. I've seen Pakistani medical graduates who couldn't get residency or studying for USMLE also pumping gas. I mean, I've never seen Muttaki running around doing things like that. Min haythu la yahtasib. Allah. From places you could never even imagine. Number six is ibadat. Means here nawafil. The Prophet said that Allah SWT says that Ya Bani Adam, O children of Adam, free yourself for my ibadat. I will fill your heart with ghina. I will make you self-sufficient. Istighna from this world and I will drive away fakr. I will make sure you are never poor. Means jo insan kuch nawafil karta hai, nawafil, nafil ibadat. That nafil ibadat is a guarantee that they will never become poor. Allah will make sure that they never have to beg from other people. Number seven. Okay, so we're starting some, the ones that are in hadith. Number seven in hadith, Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu said that that person who does hajj and umrah multiple times, goes often for Hajj and Umrah, obviously due to their love for Baytullah, and their love for Medina Manawara, and love for Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. that person who goes for Hajj and Umrah multiple times, will never become dependent. And the Sahaba asked the Prophet, what does that mean? So the Prophet said that Allah will free that person from ever having fakr, from ever having poverty. Allahu Akbar. And again, what is that? Bazaar that requires spending money. It requires spending money to go on Hajj and Umrah multiple times. But this is another way. Allah Ta'ala put barakah in your risk. Really? I've met some people who go on Umrah so many times and I'm stunned. that Bazaar, you can't understand. You won't be able to do the math that this person's monthly salary. Or you see them when you go and you fly with shopper lete. <laughs> they don't even have a suitcase. They don't even have a suitcase. They don't even have a proper carry-on bag. وہ شاہ پر سب بزرگوں پہلے دفعہ جا رہے ہیں نہیں یہ تیسری چوتھی دفعہ میں جا رہا ہوں اللہ اکبر عجیب اللہ کی شان 
Allah Ta'ala puts a barakah in their risk. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala wants them to come. This is the thing Allah Ta'ala has. If you love anything for His sake, He wants it for you. He decrees it for you. When He decrees it for you, He Himself will decree the asbab for you. If you love going to Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawar for His sake, He will love it for you, wish it for you, decree it for you, and then He Himself will decree the asbab that are necessary to come to it. Muslim. Really, you will see many, I met many, many people like that. Many people like that. And it's only when I read this hadith and I understood why this is the case. This is something Nabi Kareem sallallahu explained. That that person who comes and performs and offers hajj and umrah abundantly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never make them dependent. And in the rest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in their risk. Number eight. In the hadith, Nabi Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That that person who mistreats their families, their relatives, Allah Ta'ala will give them problems in their risk. So that means that if we were to take the reverse, Sila Rahmi. Sila Rahmi with relatives is a way to get an increase in risk. So we should think like that. Maybe I'm not treating my parents well. Maybe I'm not treating my siblings well. Maybe I'm not treating my uncles and my cousins well. Maybe there's something wrong in the way I'm treating my relatives. If I can mend relations with my relatives, if I can bring peace and harmony and mercy again to my family members, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase me in risk. So again, you notice all of these things are things we should have been doing anyway. All of these things we should really be doing for the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as a side benefit, Allah ta'ala is saying that all of these things are ways that we can increase in our risk Number nine, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, number nine is tawakkul, tawakkul Allah. Tawakkul means, what I said earlier, to make use of the asbab, to make effort to earn, to make the bow. But once you've made the bow, to trust that Allah ta'ala is going to put the risk in the bow. Tawakkul ka matabe asbab ko ikhtiyar karna, or natija ko Allah ta'ala pachorna. Doesn't mean asbab Allah ta'ala pachorna, no. Asbab khud ikhtiyar karna, mehnat karna, shariat ki hudud ke andar, aur us mehnat ka samra aur natija Allah ta'ala par chhodna. That is tawakkul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran al-Kareem, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ That that person who has tawakkul on Allah, فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for them. He is kafi shafi for them. He will be sufficient to send risk upon them. They will never have to look at any other source. And another ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of the salihin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the generous, benefactor, loving, protecting friend of the salihin. Who are the salihin? Those mu'mineen who do a'mal salih they are called salihin. Those mu'mineen who are al-nadheena amu plus amil salihat they are salihin. So a'mal salih and tawakkul. We could separate these two things out if you want. Make them two numbers or one number. Tawakkul and a'mal salih makes a person increase in their risk. Number ten is shukr. All of these things are deen. And every one of them will get us dunya. Number 10 is shukr. 
to be truly thankful and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the worldly blessings also that He has given us in addition to the spiritual blessings. Because Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, La in shakartum la azidannakum that if indeed you are grateful to me, you make shukr to me, la azidannakum, I will give you ziyada, I will increase you. So it means if we do shukr for the mal that Allah Ta'ala has given us, He will give us more mal. Again, Ba Mahavra English Tarjama. Be grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa for whatever money He has given you thus far. If you are grateful to Him, Allah Subhanahu wa will give you monies. Nagbar. Kya kis cheez ki piche padte hain? Jab Allah Taala hamare paas hai, jab Allah Taala al-razaq hai, shukr. To be grateful to Allah. And all of us in this building are people who have so much to be grateful for. Every one of us has a roof. Every one of us has multiple sweaters, multiple blankets, multiple heaters. Hmm? Every one of us eats multiple foods every day. So much to have shukr for. Every one of us has health to process all those multiple foods. Allahu Akbar. The in shakartum la azidannakum that if you are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will surely definitely increase you. If you feel you graduated and you're not able to get a job, do shukr that you were able to even graduate. Do shukr that you had enough money to pay for your education. Be shukr that somebody had enough money to pay for education. How many people miss out on an education that would never ever even have a chance at the job you want because they don't have the money to get that education? The in shakartum la azidanukum. If you are grateful to thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you if you're grateful to him for your wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us more risk, more wealth. The eleventh thing. So there are four or five. Eleventh thing is Nabiya Karim Salasam said that the Musnoon Amal will increase a person in risk. There's so many masnoon ama, many things in the sunnah. This can be in anything as entering the home, or entering the masjid and home with the right foot, entering the bathroom and the bank with the left foot. Hmm? Ha. 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 Different sunnah amals, small sunnahs, small sunnahs that put barakah in our risk. Put barakah in our risk. Number 12. Okay, for 12 to, for 12 to 15, there's a hadith that mentions five things that increase us in our risk, one of which I've already explained separately. In that hadith, there are five things mentioned by the Prophet that will increase a person in the risk. Number one, tawbat al that a person who makes true tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just go Urdu Makete, Sachi Pakki Tawbah. Sachi Tawbah means true tawbah. Pakki Tawbah means be true to your tawbah. A'i Tawbah followed by taqwa. This is what Sachi Pakki Tawbah is. Sachi Tawbah means tawbah. Pakki Tawbah means taqwa. Tawbah followed by taqwa. Not tawbah followed by sin. Tawbah followed by ghafad. Tawbah followed by taqwa. Satchi pakki tawbah. Call in Quran. Tawbah to nasu. 
فَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً نَسُوحًا This gives a person increase in risk. Allahu Akbar. A person truly promises and pledges to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala, I don't want to go back to my sins. From now on, I want to lead a sin-free life. A lust-free life. A envy-jealousy-free life. An anger-free life. An arrogance-pride-free life. A bayhayai-free life. A bahaya life. A ba'izzat life. I make toba. So out of the many, many, many benefits of that toba, one benefit is this even. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase us in our risk. <coughs> Allah Deen se dunya milta hai. Deen se dunya milta hai. Kyunki Allah ta'ala se risk milta hai. It's a very simple thing. When Allah ta'ala's al-razaq, it means Allah ta'ala se risk milta hai. Deen se Allah milta hai. Allah Ta'ala said risk milta hai, deen se Allah milta hai, that's how deen said risk milta hai. Magar deen wala banna padega. <laughs> this is the problem. So there's only one reason why log deen or dunya ko jama ne kar sakte hai, kyunki unka nafs unko deen wala ne banna deta. It's that simple. The only reason they cannot combine deen and dunya is because their nafs is so inflated that it doesn't let them follow deen. So then what do they do? They become dunyawala. Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala put us on earth to become deenwala. I tell me, or barker getta. Pirshan neyona. Or barker getta. Allah Ta'ala put us on earth to become Molvi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala put us on earth to become Molvi. What does Molvi mean in Arabic? It's Molawiyun. Mola means Allah. Anta Maulana. And Ya comes for Nisbat, means Wala. Maulawiyun means Allah Wala. In Urdu you took Arbi Maulawiyun and called it Molvi. Molvi means Allah Wala. <laughs> so the only reason we exist is to become Allah Wala. <laughs> That's the only reason we exist. What other purpose is there in life? Hasilta zinigi ka maqsad hai ke Allah Ta'ala ka kurb hasil karna. Allah ka banda banna. Allah ka bandi banna. Allah Akbar. Unless you give the whole bayan. Aap shuru se ye jumla kya dain. Ke asal cheez to molviyat hai. Loog prishan ho rangye aap se. So. Haan. Tawbah ki baat ho rahi thi. So number 12 is. 12th way to increase in our risk is tawbah to nasur. Number. Oh that was 13. Number 14. Out of all of the 18, میں اس کا آپ سے مطالبہ نہیں کرتا. ٹھیک ہے؟ تو کہتے ہیں تھوڑا سا آسان بھی کر لو. Right? تو چلو. Out of the 18, one I can drop for you. Because وہ آپ سے نہیں ہو سکتا. ہو نہیں سکتا آپ سے. پھر بھی بتا دیتا ہوں. مگر ہو نہیں سکتا آپ سے. الجہاد فی سبیل اللہ حقیقی جہاد. Real جہاد. Uh, this is not the time or place and you are not the people actually who can understand what real jihad is. But your iman should always be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jo aapne Quran e Kareem ko jihad kaha us haqiqe jihad or us haqiqe mujahid ko meri duayin. Ehsan, your job to identify wo hai kaun? Wo aapke bas mein nahi hai. Ki wo dunya mein kaun hai or kaun nahi hai. Magar kam as kam dua to hone chahi na ek haqiqat hai ki Quran mein har cheez haqiqat hai. 
قرآن وہ کتاب ہے جو مختلف حقیقتوں کو بیان کرتا ہے تو جہاد ایک حقیقت ہے اور وہ اس حقیقی جہاد کے ایک حقیقی مجاہد ہوتا ہے ہو دے آر ناٹ خدمت بار یو کین تھنک فار یور ٹائم دیٹ مینس ایٹ ایٹ تھرٹی نائن او کلاک نو پرابلم 
And if you can't pray it before you go to work, then the women of the household, the children of the household can pray it. Garwali in namaz, persikta in garwasamar singh in garme, riski barkat mani, do rakat namaz. At that time, 839, 930, called Salatul Duha in Arabic and Namaz in Urdu and Persian. Allah Ta'ala said that that person who offers these two rakats, that Allah will expand their risk, will send them more risk. Number 17. Sayyidina Abdullah, number 17 is reciting Surah Waqiyah every night. Reciting Surah Waqiyah. Khalaban Surah 55 or 56. Reciting Surah Waqiyah 56. Surah Waqiyah every night. To give you an idea of iska kitna ihtimam hota tha. Sahaba ki zamane mein. Once Sayyidina Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Imam al-Fuqaha wal-Mujtahideen. One of the greatest Sahaba who had one of the greatest understandings of deen. He fell ill. And this was the time when Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu was Amir al-Mu'mineen and the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman. So Sayyidina Uthman went to visit him, Iyadatul Murid, to go visit the sick person. So when Sayyidina Uthman visited him, he asked him, that, Do you need anything? Can I do anything for you? And Sayyidina Uthman said, No, 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 I don't need anything. And Sayyidina Uthman said, that, No, no, I'm not going to give you from Baitul Mal, from the official Islamic treasury, from my own personal wealth. I want to give you something to support you. You're sick. Maybe you're not able to earn, right? Because you're, you're bedridden. Sayyidina Uthman said, no, no, Sayyidina Abdulman said, no, I don't need anything. Then Sayyidina Uthman tried again and said, okay, you have children. Can I give some support to your children? You have daughters. So again Sayyidina Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, no, I don't need anything. I've given enough to my daughters. What did he say? He said that I have taught my daughters Surah Waqiyah. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And they recite Surah Waqiyah every night. Every time I read this, and I think, you know, what terrible fathers we are. Yes, Sahaba Ikram were very busy people. But they taught their own daughter's Quran themselves. Even I'm not able to do this. They didn't hire a Kari Sahib. Hmm? They didn't hire a Kariya. No. Ye baap hota hai. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Qurban jai Sayyidina Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhuk. خود اپنے بیٹیوں کہہ رہا ہے سیدنا عثمان کو کہ میں نے خود اپنے بیٹیوں کو سورہ واقعہ پڑھایا ہے خود میں نے اپنے بیٹیوں کو سورہ واقعہ یاد کروایا اللہ اکمر کبیرہ سبحان اللہ و بحمد سبحان اللہ العظیم رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ و عنہم اجمعین عظیم لوگ تھے صحابہ اکرام ہم کہتے ہیں کہ میرے بیٹیاں پڑھتی ہیں مجھے آپ کی کوئی چیز کی ضرورت نہیں ہے تنک سیدن عثمان مجھے آپ کی کوئی چیز کی ضرورت نہیں ہے اور میرے بیٹی ہیں ان کی پوچھتے ہو ان کے بھی کوئی آپ کی چیز کی ضرورت نہیں ہے میرے ان کو سورہ واقعہ پڑھایا ہے میں نے ان کو یاد کروایا ہے وہ رات کو سورہ واقعہ پڑھتی ہیں وہ میرے لئے بھی کافی ان کے لئے بھی کافی ہیں This is deen of Islam This is deen اللہ حکمر کبیرہ سبحان اللہ و بحمدی سبحان اللہ علیہ to recite Surah Waqiyah every night. And the 18th and final thing is a dua. That once a Sahaba came to Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he was under a garz, a debt. 
بڑے پریشان تھے کہ یہ قرض ہے مجھ سے نہیں اتارا جاتا تو نبی جمع ہو سکتے ہیں اور جمع ہونے چاہیے ہم ان کو قرآن اور سنت کی تعلیمات کے مطابق جمع نہیں کرتے تو وی میک دعا دیٹ اللہ سپاتل گیو ایچ اینڈ ایوری ون آف اسٹیبلٹی ٹو جوائن دا حسنات اف دس دنیا الونگ ود دا دین ٹو میک اس پیپل ہو آر مستغنی می ہی سیو اس فرام آل اف دا ڈسپشنز اینڈ فراڈس اینڈ کرپشنز اینڈ ڈیلوژنز فرام دس میٹیریلسٹک ورلڈ اینڈ می ہی گرانٹ اس دیٹ رسک کے حلال طیب دیٹ پیور اینڈ نوبل ویلتھ دیٹ کمز تھرو دا ٹیچنگز اف دین وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين دراكين جل سبحان ربي العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين Rabbana, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, you granted us each and every bounty and blessing. Ya Allah, you showered so much risk upon us. Ya Allah, we have been ungrateful to you. We have failed to follow the teachings of the deen. Ya Allah, we have become amongst those who have committed baghawa in this ard. We have committed sedition and disobedience to you. We have been disrespectful and disloyal to you. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for the sin. We seek your forgiveness for the sin. Ya Allah, you said in Quran al-Kareem, Innahu kana ghaffara. Ya Allah, that you are the forgiver of all of those who seek forgiveness from you. Ya Allah, tonight on this night, We seek your forgiveness from each and every shortcoming that we have, each and every sin that we did. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we did in the past. Take us out from a life of sin in the present. Ya Allah, protect us and preserve us from committing and falling into sin in the future. 
Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you grant us a life of taqwa. We ask that you drown us in the teachings of taqwa. We ask that you push us along the path of taqwa. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you grant us a life of sunnah. That you drown us in the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That you guide us to the teachings of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That you bestow upon our hearts the feelings of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we don't wish to be materialistic. We don't wish to be Ahl Dunya. We don't want to be Dunya Wala. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be Rabb Wala. We want to be Allah Wala. We want to be Deen Wala. We want to be Quran Wala. We want to be Sunnat Wala. We want to be Iman Wala. We want to be Tawakkul Wala. We want to be Ikhlas Wala. We want to be Taharat Wala. We want to be Haya Wala. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be Sabr Wala. We want to be Shukr Wala. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept this dua from us. Ya Allah, make us in such a way that you are pleased with us. Ya Allah, if there's any single thing in our personality, in our attributes, in the way we think, in the way we look, in the way we act, in the way we talk, if there's anything that is even slightly displeasing to you, Ya Allah, we make toba from it, we flee from it, we renounce it, we sacrifice it. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us only in such a way that is pleasing to you, that is beloved to you. Ya Allah, we ask that you increase our hearts and our love for you, our love for your Quran al-Kareem, our love for your Nabi al-Kareem, our love for his Sunnat al-Azim, our love for the Siddiqeen and Sadiqeen, our love for the Shuhada and Salihin, our love for everything and anything in this deen. And Ya Allah, we ask that you take out from our hearts a love for all of the unlawful, deceitful loves in this world, all of the impermissible loves in this world, all of the materialistic and hedonistic and lustful loves in this world. Ya Allah, we wish to empty our hearts of everything that is impure. Ya Allah, we wish the pure love for you to enter into our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us a kalbun salim, grant us a nas mutma'inna, grant us an akal salim, and Ya Rabbi Kareem, take away the laziness from our hearts, take away the laziness from our nafs, take away the laziness from our lives. Ya Allah, protect us from being fooled by this dunya, protect us from chasing this dunya, make us people who chase taqwa, make us people who chase the sunnah, make us people who chase the deen, make us people who race in the deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you bestow upon us the izzat of taqwa, the izzat of deen, and Ya Allah, let us have that risk which is care for us, and save us and protect us from any risk that is not care for us. Let us have that risk, Allah, that we can make shukr of. Let us have that risk, Allah, that we will use to make your zikr in ibadat. And Ya Allah, let us have that risk, Allah, that we will use in the khidmat of your deen, in the khidmat of your makhluk. And Ya Allah, save us from that risk that will lead us to bakhawa. Save us from that risk that will numb and desensitize our hearts. Save us from that risk that will lead us distract us from you. Save us from that risk that will make us disobey you. Ya Allah, we only and only want the halal and tayyib risk. Ya Allah, we ask that you open our eyes to this reality, that you make these words the true feelings of our heart, that you give us istiqamat on this niyyah, that you give us istiqamat on this dua, that you put barakah in our day, put barakah in our night, put barakah in our earning, put barakah in our studying, put barakah in our ibadah, Put Balaka in our Tilawa 
put barakah in our hifz, put barakah in our deen, put barakah in our ilm, put barakah in our a'mal, put barakah in our zikr, put barakah in each and everything that we have. And Ya Allah, if there's anything in our life that is causing us to lose barakah, Ya Allah, we ask that you enable us to lose that thing, remove that thing from our life. Ya Allah, we want nothing other than to become your most pleasing servants, to become loving to you, to become beloved to you. Allahumma inna nas'aluka minka anta ya Allah, minka kunbaka ya Allah, minka ma'rifataka ya Allah. Ya Allah, hum aap se aap hi mangte hain, aap se aap ka kurb mangte hain, aap se aap ki marifat mangte hain, aap se aap ki talab mangte hain, aap se aap ki mohabbat mangte hain, aap se aap ki mahboobiyat mangte hain. Ya Allah, hume bhi apne chahne walon mein se bana, hume bhi apne ashikeen mein shamil farma, muhibbeen mein se bana. Ya Rabbi Kareem, hume bhi ek deen ka dard naseeb farma, ek deen ki talab naseeb farma, ek taqwa ka chashkha ata farma, ek sunnat ka hirs ata farma, ek nabiyya kareem sasam ki wafadari naseeb farma, aap Allah Rabb al-Azim al-Kareem ki wafadari naseeb farma, hume ek اچھا مؤمن بنا اچھا عبد بنا یا اللہ اچھا مؤمن بنا اچھا عبد بنا اچھا انسان مؤمن عابد اور عابد بنا یا ربی کریم ہمیں بھی اپنے سیدھا سادھا سچا سترہ مسلمان بنا ہمیں سادگی نصیب فرما سچائی نصیب فرما ہمیں سترہ بنا یا ربی کریم ہمیں گندے خیالات سے پاک فرما گندی سوچ سے پاک فرما بڑی نظر سے محفوظ فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں حیاء والی صفت عطا فرما تمام مرد مجلس کو سیدنا یوسف علیہ السلام کا حیاء سے مزین فرما اور تمام عورتوں کو سیدتنا مریم رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ کا حیاء سے مزینہ بنا یا ربی کریم ہمیں حیاء چاہیے اپنے بے حیاء سے توبہ کرتے ہیں یا ربی کریم حیاء والی زندگی مطا فرما عزت والی زندگی مطا فرما اچھے خیالات نصیب فرما اچھے تمنہ عطا فرما برے خواہشات سے ہمیں محفوظ فرما یا ربی کریم اس نفس امارہ سے ہمیں بچا دیجئے ہمیں اس شیطان اور نفس امارہ سے پناہ عطا کر دیجئے یا اللہ ہمیں بھی نفس مطمئنہ نصیب فرما ہمیں بھی قلب سلیم عطا فرما یا ربی کریم اپنا درد عطا فرما دین کا درد عطا فرما یا ربی کریم ہم کمزور ہیں ہم سست ہیں اپنی سستی اور غفر غفلت میں گھومتے پڑتے ہیں یا ربی کریم سستی اور غفلت سے نجات عطا فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں قوت ارادی عطا فرما دین پر چلنے کی ایک طلب عطا فرما دین پر چلنے کی ایک محنت نصیب فرما ایک قوت عطا فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں بھی دین والا بنا ہمیں بھی اپنا بنا یا ربی کریم ہم آپ کی بننا چاہتے ہیں کہ کسی اور چیز کا نہیں بننا چاہتے ہیں ہمیں اپنا بنا دیجئے جو کچھ گناہ ہوئے ہیں وہ بھی معاف فرما جو نمازیں ہم سے رہتی ہیں وہ بھی معاف فرما یا ربی کریم ہم سب کو پکا نمازی بنا دیجئے 
पक्का इबादी बना दीजिए अपने इबाद सालहीन में से बना दीजिए रब करीम हमें भी फजर की तफीक अता फरमा हमें भी तहज की लजत अता फरमा हमें भी कुरान करीम के तलाव के एक लगन अता फरमा हमें भी दुआर मनाजात का लुत्फ अता फरमा हमें भी जिक्र के एक मजा अता फरमा रब करीम हम तमाम दुनिया के मजे चक कर आए हैं हम सबसे तोबा करते हैं अपने ईमान की हलावत नसीम फरमा इबादात की लजत अता फरमा रब करीम दीन का इतमान हमें नसीब फरमा या रब करीम जो भी दिल में जो भी नेक शरी तमन्ना रखते हैं या उन सब तमन्नाओं को पूरा फरमा या तो जो रिस्क की तरफ से जो तंग है जो तंग हालत में है जो कर्ज पर है या अल्लाह हम सब को रिस्क हलाल तयब नसीम फरमा जो मशकूक और हराम रिस्क में फंसे हुए हैं या अल्लाह हमें भी मखरज नसीम फरमा हमें भी निकलने का तरीका दिखा हमें दूसरों को निकालने का सबब बना या रब करीम हम सब को एक दूसरे की खैर खाई करने की तफीक अता फरमा अच्छे वक्त में अच्छे फैसले करने की तफीक अता फरमा या रब करीम जो बच्चे हैं या बच्चे जिनके रिश्ते तय होने वाले हैं या अल्लाह उन सब को नेक कदरदान साथी अता फरमा उन सब को दीन वाला जोड़ा अता फरमा या अल्लाह रब करीम हम सब को अपने दीन की खिदमत के लिए कबूल फरमा इस उम्मत मुसलमान के जो मुतासरीन मजलूमिन है या अल्लाह उन पर खसूस रहमत नाजुल फरमा अपने गेबी खजाने से उनकी तसलियत फरमा और हम सब को इनकी आला खिदमत करने के लिए कबूल फरमा रबना तकम्बल मन्ना इन का अंतमीम वलैना इन का अंतरहीम वबीबीना महमद वालाबी अजमा ईन बेरहमत कैया अलहमर राहमेन आमिन